This is Amy Bauman, and you are listening to Speaking Truth with Love. For more information about myself or For His Glory Ministry, you can head to amybauman.com. Now here is today's show. Good morning. Welcome to our online service. I'm Chaplain Amy Bauman with For His Glory Ministry, and I am so glad that you're choosing to join us today. Happy Sunday. It's hard to believe it's another week already. Last week was a great week for me. I had a chance to spend a little time, uh, not only on Mother's Day, um, with my son and daughter-in-law and my grandkids, but then again on Tuesday, I got to see my daughter and my other grandson, and so my heart was full just being able to spend time with family, uh, my grandbabies. They're getting big. Uh, each day, they're getting bigger and bigger. My oldest is going to be four uh, in June, and then we have one that is nine months old and one that was born this month. So very blessed, uh, very blessed family. I am excited to share with you today what the Lord uh, put on my heart and to ask ourselves the question, do we have ears to hear? I know maybe as parents out there, uh, grandparents, you're always asking, okay, can you hear me? Did you hear what I said? I need you to listen. But it goes beyond that, right? As believers, and, and we're called to hear, we're called to listen, and I want to talk about that today and, and God's words to us, what Jesus said to us so that we can apply that truth to our walk today and are we really listening? But before we get started, let's open with prayer. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for this new day. I thank you for this opportunity for us to come together as brothers and sisters in Christ and worship you and celebrate who you are and sing to you and then listen to your truth so that we can apply it to our lives and we ask that you help us, help us listen. Put away the distractions of today and let us listen to your truth so that we can walk out our faith, so that we can follow Jesus, so that we can live the lives that you have asked us to live all for your glory. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place that you will do a new work in us. And I pray for a fresh anointing that I will speak your truth with love. We love you and praise you and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So I think the Lord was preparing my heart, for sure my family. Uh, when I was younger, I used to say to my grandpa, pronounce me, grandpa pronounce me. I, I wanted to stand in front of the family and sing a song. I wanted to do a skit or recite some poetry. I loved being in front of my family and I loved putting on these little skits and, and shows and that was really important to me. And as I grew up, I realized that not only did I love doing that, but I, I loved words. Words were 
important to me to get my word out, to get out what I was trying to say to people in, in that little skit or in that song or in that moment. I wanted people to hear me and to hear my heart. And I understood what that took. I understood that it takes a good listener. So I became a good listener. I enjoyed other people's words. I enjoyed listening to them. I enjoyed them sharing their heart with me. So to get to talk to people, I would need to be a good listener. And that was important to them to be able to tell their story. So listening has always been important to me. And I've learned to be an active listener. I've learned to ask a lot of questions. I've learned to repeat what they say, to say it back to them to make sure that I heard them correctly. So when we talk about do we have ears to hear, I have a great appreciation for Jesus' words. Let us, let who has ears, he who has ears, let him hear. I have a great appreciation for that because I understand what that looks like. But when we look at the world today, how do we think we are as a listening society? I'll be the first to admit that my husband and I struggle in this department. God knew how important words are to me, yet to my husband, they're not that important. And he has had to learn over the past 14 years to make sure he's careful what he says to me because I hang on every word he says. I'm listening so closely. And so if you have that, one person words aren't as important and the other person words are, there's a little bit of a struggle. But I think as a whole, I don't think we're great listeners. I, I looked up some statistics to see other people's viewpoints and I came across this investor author, Paul Jackson, who writes this. This is only an opinion based on my own observations and experience. I would hazard a guess that at any time in a formal situation, barely 15% of people in an audience are actively listening and understanding. Most are distracted on autopilot, reacting without understanding, or are just plain bored. I would add they could possibly be playing with their phones. But in one-to-one -one situations, listening becomes a more personal experience because any tune-outs on the part of the listener are easily observed. Hence, I bring up my husband. I can tell when he's not really with me or he's distracted or he's thinking about something else that he's not listening what, based on body contact, movement, eyes, all of those things. Sorry, honey, I know I'm picking on you today. Yet it is formal presentations that most of the listening errors may be encountered. An audience, for example, in the cinema or theater is engaged with the material on the screen visually, as well as the sound, which is a good reason to use visuals in a formal presentation. So the audience may be also visually engaged. 
If a listener closes their eyes to help concentrate, he adds, they will doze off. And I have done that, even in a movie and at a play. So because people tune out easily and listening carefully requires concentration and is tiring, speakers need to ensure that their message will be easily understood. Okay, that's one man's opinion. The thing is, though, that is not how Jesus spoke to the crowds. He did not always make his message easily understandable. Jesus spoke a lot of times in parables. In the gospel, Jesus speaks of those who have ears to hear at the end of a difficult saying or parable. Ears are a feature shared by all humanity. And to not have ears would be an unnatural occurrence. Therefore, when Jesus addresses those who have ears, he refers to all who have been given his words, no matter their age, ethnicity, language, or status. So when he says, he who has ears, let them hear, he's saying everyone, all of you, listen to what I'm saying. The word hear appears at the beginning of the very first commandment. It starts, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. You shall love the Lord your God. And then Jesus repeats the phrase, He who has ears to hear, let him hear, over and over and over again in the Gospels and in the book of Revelation. In fact, his final words to the church in Revelation 22, 17 include the importance of hearing. So let's talk about that for a second, that word hear. Jesus uses the word in Luke 14, 35, for example. He uses the Greek word akuo, which means to hear or listen. It's actually the root of our word acoustic. It also means to perceive by the ear what is announced in one's presence. Figuratively, it means to hear God's voice, which prompts him to birth faith within. It's tied to comprehension and understanding. And finally, it's tied to obedience and yielding. And obedience and yielding are such crucial aspects to our relationship with Jesus. And I believe things that we struggle with. Obedience to God's commands is a true sign of your love for God and that you know his word. If you don't read his word, then you don't know what he is commanding us to live and do. So you need to read his word to understand the fullness of that the boundaries, the guidelines, what he's asking of us so that we can be obedient. 
Jesus was talking to his disciples in these next verses. And I want to read to you in John 14 what he's saying to us about walking that out. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? So if you are looking for the way today, how to navigate in this world, this is what Jesus says. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. He goes on in first, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. Jesus tells us to keep his commands, obedience. What about yielding? How do we yield to God? First, yielding in the Bible means to surrender, to submit, to give way, to give up, to relinquish possession of. The thing is, it is hard to yield to God when we are trying to hold on to everything else. I think I walked around for 20 years like this, holding on to everything, not letting go of one thing. And a lot of times this is what we do, holding on to what we think is important, earthly things, material things, things of the flesh. But the Bible is clear and Jesus tells us in Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you.
So, so far, we've talked about how we are really not good listeners and that if we want to listen and understand, the message should be easy. But, as we've also established, Jesus used parables. And parables are tricky. So why would Jesus use them? Jesus explained that he used parables so that the hearts of those rejecting would not be hardened further. Two commentators said that commentators said this, the parable conceals truth from those who are either too lazy or think or too blinded by prejudice to see. They're either too lazy to think or too blinded by prejudice to see. The parable puts the responsibility fairly and squarely on the individual. It reveals truth to him who desires truth. It conceals truth from him who does not wish to see the truth. Mr. Barclay said that. Carson says this, Thus, the parables spoke to the crowd do not simply convey information nor mask it, but challenge the hearers. So let's look at one of these examples. Let's look at one of the parables I think that we've all heard, the parable of the sower. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Matthew 13. We're going to look at verse 1 through 23. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him so that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. The disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, Because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. That is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. 
They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it. And to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. So there is a difference between having ears and having ears to hear. And Jesus' parable of the sower and the seed contrast those types of hearers. Those who let the word of God pass straight through their ears. Those who truly listen and seek understanding. Some hear the word, yet they do not allow it to take root because of the seduction of worldly pleasures and comfort overcomes them. Others end up rejecting the word because of persecution or trials. Others hear the word and open themselves up to understand and accept it so that it transforms them. Those who have ears to hear allow the word to bear fruit to the glory of God. But you see, it is up to the hearer to decide whether to take the word seriously and pursue understanding. Only a few are willing. The rest have ears, but they do not have ears to hear. So why talk about this today? We need to ask ourselves the question, do we have ears to hear? Do we know what the truth is? And can we hear it when it is presented to us? Our struggle today is that no matter where you turn, there is a different truth that is 
presented to us. And throughout the day, we need to navigate everything we are hearing, discern, be wise, either take it in or let it go. Mainstream America has so many different media outlets, news outlets, podcasts, things that you can watch, listen to, music, radio stations. We are constantly hearing something that's from outside of our realm, outside of what we normal have conversations with how husbands, wives, spouses, family. The outside world coming in, breaking in for us to listen to it. So we have to ask, well, what are we listening to? What are we believing? And is it true? And when presented with God's truth, is it going in one ear and out the other? I'm smiling because that was a popular phrase in our household. And I turned around and used it on my kids. I would say, hey, are you listening to me? Did it go in one ear and out the other? What's going on? What did I just say? What did mom say? But that's the struggle, right? For one, so much information. So many things coming in, vying for our time. The noise of this world and the distractions from the enemy are going to get louder and they're going to happen more frequently. And if you think the world is stressed and anxious today, it's only going to get worse for those that don't know Jesus. The devil wants to distract us so that we take our eyes off of Jesus and we forget who we are. He's going to try and distract us with noise and lies and things. Because where our eyes go, our feet follow. Where our ears go, our feet follow. And the Lord wants us to stay focused on Him so that we don't leave the path. And that means that we need to be intentional. We need to be active. We need to hunger for God's truth and have ears to hear. So much of my young childhood years when I was yay big was saying, pronounce me, grandpa, pronounce me. I I wanted those words to be important. Little did I know that the Lord would raise me up to make sure that I am speaking words of truth, speaking truth with love, using everything I learned as I was growing up regarding an active listener and the importance of my words that, that he would use that today. The thing that we don't realize is that seeking God's truth takes energy and focus and intentionality. It takes a willingness to be challenged and changed. Those parables weren't food that was going to be spoon-fed to the believers, right? And I think sometimes that's what we want. 
We want to be spoon fed. We want it to be easy. We want to hit the easy button. But that is not what God calls us to do. He wants us to be mature in Christ. We can't stay on the milk forever. We need to get to solid food. And we need to grow our relationship and not be spoon fed our truth. We need to be active, intentional, and challenged. And while the way of God's truth doesn't seem to be the most popular path, trending with hashtags like just do it and everyone is, we can be assured that it is the best path, the best path for our lives following Jesus. And that it comes with a promise of everlasting life. And even though there may be challenges, right? Jesus calls us to not only have ears to hear, but he calls us to come. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Today and every day, let us have ears to hear. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for how much you love us, even when there are so many times we don't deserve your love. But because of Jesus, because of what Jesus did on the cross, when we stand before you, we don't stand with all of our shame and mistakes and sin. We stand white as snow because when you see us, you see what Jesus did on the cross, the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. He stands in the gap for us so that we can stand before you. And because of how much you love us, each one of us, Lord, you did that. And we are so grateful. I ask that in today when when this is such a challenging world and there are so much noise and distractions out there and the enemy is trying and vying so hard to get to us, we ask that you will give us ears to hear. Help us to be intentional in our walk. Help us to accept that solid food, not being spoon-fed to us, Lord, but food that is nourishing and alive and, and will grow us to be mature in Christ. Help us to grow in you. Help us to have ears to hear. And in the waiting, Lord, in the waiting for Jesus' return, help us to step out each day in faith, encouraged and strengthened, knowing that the journey that we walk today in this lifetime, we will be able to have this amazing journey in the next. 
for those that are struggling today, Lord, I lift them up to you. Those that need healing and provision and peace and restoration, may they feel your presence today in a real way. May they trust you. May they believe that you are big enough and that you are working in their lives. We thank you for this time. We seal it all up by the blood of Jesus and all God's people said, amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here for today and for joining us. And until next time, until we can be together again, be blessed. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for more Tuesday teachings, Sunday sermons, and encouraging messages along the way. And until next time, be blessed.